So I'm going to get into love bombing, okay? Because this is a conversation I've been dying to have um, in, a, in a platform, like a podcast, because I think it's so important. And throughout the podcast, I really want to just have like open dialogue and I want to be really vulnerable and also just like super aware that like I'm growing. Um, but I think there are also times where I can take some of my personal experience or the things that I've gone through thus far in regards to dating to kind of help the next person. And that is why the first episode is on love bombing. And for those of you who don't know what love bombing is, I'm going to read you the textbook definition and then I'll give you my definition, um, which is the same, but just kind of my interpretation of it. Um, so, you know, let's get into that love bombing. This is the textbook Webster definition. The action or practice of lavishing someone with attention or affection, especially in order to influence or manipulate them. So the definition that I kind of created with myself is, you know, just in in simpler terms, is someone showering you with love and affection with the intention of manipulation. So they're coming from a place um, that is disingenuine. Um, I think that love bombing happens all the time. And I think sometimes we can be victims of love bombing and then not even realize that it's happened to us until after. And then we could reflect on the relationship or that talking stage or whatever and think, oh, wow, I was a victim of that sort of manipulation. And so obviously we're coming to the pod with personal stories. And so I'd love to tell you one. I um, was on Tinder. I'm actively on Tinder and I'd love to know if any of you guys are using dating apps, um, and I plan to have podcast sessions with friends, um, with friends and, um, and male counterparts just about their dating experiences, and there's lots of different dating experiences based off of the apps. You know, there's Tinder, there's Bumble, there's Hinge, there's other alternatives, but anywho, um, I, you know, met this guy on Tinder, and If you're familiar with Tinder, a lot of people believe that, like, Tinder is basically, like, a sex app now. Like, Tinder is the breeding ground for people who are really just looking for casual relationships that, um, you know, the basis of those relationships are sex. Whether that's a fuck buddy, whether that's, um, you know, a friends with benefits situation, um, it, it, it really is like finding a needle in a haystack if you're looking for a serious relationship on tinder mind you as someone who was freshly 18 and freshly kind of coming into tinder i didn't really have the understanding that that's what it was right and so i meet this guy on tinder and he was just great i mean at first i was a little um standoffish i think that's kind of how i am in general and with Tinder, it's such an oversaturated space that it feels like, like, fuck, like, it's just a lot of people, like, it's a lot of people um, to talk to, and there's so many different people at once, and so it's hard to, you know, really weave out the people who seem, like, genuine, but also just, like, seem of, you know, your, your interest, and so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it a buck, this was purely on, like, physical attraction, I found him to be one of the most physically attractive, you know, guys out of 
you know, <laughs> the guys that were in my queue or whatever in terms of, of Tinder at the time. And, um, and, you know, he was an athlete and I was very attractive and he was um, young, but also still like pretty established for his age, which I was really attracted to. I think because of my hyper independence and like me living on my own and like me kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, being in this, like, I'm su- in a super independent space. I've gravitated towards older men. But, you know, this was something that was in my age group. He was literally a year older than me, um, which was rare for me considering the time. I, like I said, I was gravitating towards older men and I was just like super attracted to him. I felt like this was like right. Like it felt good. It felt right. And in terms of chemistry, we hit it off like right away. It was very much like, jokes like he got the humor like I liked his I liked his whole vibe and he was super transparent with me in the beginning about like wanting a relationship and like wanting to really get to know someone and like not being a fan of casual sex um and how like it was really important for him in this era of his life to have like a meaningful relationship or at least he wanted to meet someone you know, to build to that point. And that was awesome because that was something that really resonated with me. And, um, we hung out and it was like magical, like bitch, like the shit was magical. Like it was an amazing time. Like I, (laughs) I had felt that before, but, but nothing quite like it for its time. Like, you know, obviously when we come out of things, it's, it, it puts things into perspective, but in the moment it was great. Like, we ate, we had this magical date, we, like, spent so much time together, we didn't have sex, but, like, we just really connected on a level, and, and the thing is, and let me know if y'all can attest to this, but you know when you're texting someone, and it's that, like, not the talking stage, but, like, because we still were very much in the talking stage, and he never officially became my boyfriend, um, but when you're in the texting stage, and so there's all of this anticipation to meeting meeting up and sometimes if it's like super good you know there's that there's that anxiety that maybe it won't be the way that it was over text but you know what I mean because it's so hard to read people obviously through through a screen I mean our our voices the the way that we say things the, the the tone of voice that we say them you know tell so much so over text it's like so hard to tell but this was one of those like scenarios where I was super blessed in the fact that like it all came together and he was like everything I thought he was going to be times a million. And, you know, it's great and it's great. And then after, you know, we start texting and um, it's very much, you know, he's like uh, practically saying, I love you. Like not actually, I love you in those words, which was said, but we'll get to that. Um, but it was very much like, that was amazing. You know, I can see a life with you. Um, I, I've never felt that way about anyone. Um, I feel that we're going to like be together. I feel that we're going to, we're going to start dating. I mean, when can I see you again? I mean, he was constantly calling me. He always wanted to know who I was with. He always wanted to know what I was doing. Um, it was, it was, you know, you're perfect for me. You know, you're the most you know, you're the most angelic girl. He was bringing flowers. I mean, there was like, it was like a lot. It was the textbook definition of love bombing. However, something I kind of want to bring insight in is that some of us are particularly vulnerable um, to this type of love bombing. 
And some of you may be listening, like, with the, with the perspective of someone who's conscious, right, who's not going to be as vulnerable to love bombing as the next person. So, for example, some people, like, uh, you know, there maybe there are women that would have, like, been in that stage with him and would have been like, whoa, how could you, you know, wish that you had a life with me when you barely even know me, you know? Or how can you wish... um how could you know that I'm the perfect girl for you if we've only really, we've only had one, like, re- one or two real dates? You know, those things are <laughs> a sane, conscious person would be thinking. But if you're a person who's, you know, extremely, like, vulnerable, you're more susceptible to this sort of love bombing. It's kind of just, like, the, the in the sense of, like, if someone tells you in the in the wise words of Miss Allison Taylor Swift, Miss Taylor Allison Swift, it's kind of like when someone tells you that they love you, you're going to believe them. It's like you don't, of course, in hindsight, like after you've been love bombed and it happens to you, of course, you're like for the next the next guy, you're going to not always. You know, sometimes we fall into the same patterns, but you're more conscious of it. So like in the next talking stage if a guy's like I love you a weekend you're gonna be like what the fuck like you're gonna run for the hills because you understand that that is a that is a uh, you know um it's a tactic of love bombing it's 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 almost never genuine and used as a tool you know of manipulation but if you're someone who's never experienced it or let's say you're really vulnerable if you're coming out of a breakup or you know if you feel you know, sometimes, like, we don't feel desirable, and sometimes we don't feel beautiful, and then we, we meet someone who's giving us all this attention and telling us that, you know, we're this angel, and we're this, you know, like, heaven-sent creature, you know, you you believe those things, because because you want to believe them, you know, and, um, and, I, and I just want to emphasize this, when someone is, is love-bombing you, and it's genuinely love-bombing, you know, th- like I said, those are some of the signs, right, you know, someone, um, saying things like, you know, I could really see us being together. You know, you're the perfect girl for me. I love you. Like those really charged, intense um, statements too early. Like that's almost a textbook definition of love bombing because almost always they're not genuine and they're, they're intentionally saying those things as a means to manipulate you. Because as you, um, not that I'm like all knowing, but as I have dated more or gotten to know like more people, I've realized that, you know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense for someone to tell you that they love you or they can envision a relationship with you so so early in. Sometimes we say those things and it's just like the butterflies and we're so excited, but it's not like realistic. And almost always, I think, especially between the dynamic between men and women, um, and men don't hate me, but I think men typically more times than not more than women have like these ulterior motives and so they feel like they'll they'll say those things as a means to manipulate a girl um sometimes for sex but also I want to let you know like sometimes it's not always for sex I mean you can be used for your company you could be used you know for emotional um, support, you know, if you, if you're the girl he calls at the end of the night when he needs to lay it all down on someone, that's also like a means of being used, you know? And so I think it's really important for us to stay conscious of that. Um, in that a lot of the times that that happens, it's for ulterior motives. So if you've ever seen a scenario where there's like a girl who, 
you know, dates a guy, dates a guy for a few months or even maybe like for a few weeks or they're in this talking stage and, you know, the, the guy or the girl is saying, you know, I love you so much. And so they have sex, right? They rush into intimacy because everything is so great and everything is so beautiful. And then after you give yourself away, um, in like a sexual way after y'all you fuck essentially maybe like they ghost you or they're inconsistent because because the things that they said in the beginning simply weren't true it's just you know people say and it's hard because you don't want to think about it like that but sometimes you know people say things with the intent to manipulate right and that's like the whole that's the sole reason but like I said before it's kind of that naive mindset that I think some of us have where we're like well this person told me that they loved me. It's like we want to believe that they loved us, right? And we want to believe that, like, the things that they were saying um, was real. And we want to believe that people are just as genuine as we are. And I think that kind of goes into, like, the Tinder thing as well and a lot of dating apps. I think people who are going into dating apps maybe without a lot of experience in them. I think people that are looking for committed relationships. I think people that um are easily not easily manipulated but just kind of vulnerable um and not just women men and women younger people like I said people that are just not familiar with dating apps can be super vulnerable to that type of manipulation where you go into a dating app right thinking well well, everyone has different motives, but in this scenario, right, you're going into a dating app thinking, well, I'm going to meet someone really nice. And it's like, and, and then it's disappointing. And then it's just like discouraging. And that's something that I can attest to, you know, you're on Tinder and you're not really as conscious of like what it is. <laughs> the fact that like everyone uses it just for like sex. So you're going into it thinking, you know, I'm looking to make a real connection with someone. And then it's just like not that, you know, and so you're vulnerable to certain types of manipulation. So I think that um, with the guy and I can be completely transparent here because that's what we do. Um, we were intimate. Right. And I kind of felt vulnerable to that sort of um, love bombing and we didn't have sex. But, you know, girl, we, we were intimate and in a sexual way. And I think after that, he became super inconsistent with me, right? But in your head, you're thinking, well, where's all of the love and, and you seeing a future with me? And it's like, you know, that person was a little bit opportunistic, you know? And and it's not, well, it is to blame them because it's not fair. And I think that goes into like dating. When dating, I really encourage you guys um, men, women alike, to just be super transparent about what you're looking for, okay? Can someone, like, put that in quotations? <laughs> be super transparent about what you're looking for, right? Like, I think if I'm on a dating app and a guy's like, oh, I just want to fuck, I'm, like, awesome. Like, I don't want to just fuck because I personally don't do that like I don't have casual sex that's something that y'all should know about me there's nothing wrong with people that do and that's lit as fuck good for them wrap it up and have fun um but something that I could appreciate about the guy who's like oh I just want to fuck is the fact that he's being transparent about what it is he wants in the beginning 
I much rather prefer someone who will just tell me what they want in the beginning versus manipulating me and love bombing me <laughs> into sex or intimacy or company, right? When when they know they don't really care about me, right? Or that they know that they don't really care about you. They know that they don't have any intention of getting to know you. I think it's better to just be transparent off the bat. I think it, it's a lot easier that way to just be honest about what you're looking for. And I think that's something that gets like lost in translation is that people are so like opportunistic that they feel like they need to lie, right? In order to get what they want out of a person. Um, and that's, that's a huge problem. <laughs> that's a huge problem. Because in my mindset, I'm like, if you want casual sex, this is like, like I said, and just being a girl, like a straight, like, well, <laughs> mainly mainly but like being a girl who dates men like who primarily dates men I think it's a thing where like guys will like I think guys are more likely to try to manipulate a situation like I genuinely believe that I think a woman who wants casual sex will tell you this is what I'm looking for a woman who wants a relationship will tell you that she's like for a relationship whereas men I feel will listen to you, right? And then cater what what cater to what you want. So like if you're on a dating app and you ask a guy, well what are you looking for right now? And he says, Well, what are you looking for right now? Like and you're like, oh I want a serious relationship. He's gonna cater to that answer. Like either he'll be like, oh I'm open to it to like make you believe or he'll be like, yeah, me too, without, without the, not that it's like every guy is lying, but in these cases, you know, lying, <laughs> lying about what, what they're actually looking for as, as a means of manipulation. And so that is kind of my spiel, spiel about love bombing. I think some of the key <laughs> notes to take away um, is that love bombing is a, is a tactic of manipulation and um and and my advice really is to stay conscious right because i think that we can prevent love bombing if we understand well, we can't prevent it but we can prevent ourselves from being like, affected by it if we can identify when it's happening to us right because if you can identify when it's happening to you it's easier to shut it down and it's happened to me um well not like happened to me but i've been exposed to it a couple other times after that guy who I was briefly briefly seeing and something that I noticed was like it was very much that whole thing of like oh I really love you and da 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 and and I was like whoa you barely know me and I was able to catch it and before it became something bigger and then left the person where they where they were because I understand that's a tactic of manipulation and so I think that if you stay conscious to love bombing if you're actively aware um of what it is, then you could prevent yourself from being a victim to it. So that's kind of my spiel on love bombing. And I also want to leave you with this. And then I wrote in my notes because I don't want to go over um, the 25 minute mark. But um, I wanted to tell you something that I wrote down that really stuck with me. You know, things, things die out just as fast as they're born. 
And I think something that I'm learning is that with love and relationships is that slow and steady really wins the race. As a person who's still single, I can't be giving too much advice about like successful relationships, but I do have a whole guide of what not to do. I think slow and steady wins the race. I think there's something very exciting and very intimate and very special about like really getting to know someone um, and all the time that that takes. I think I really believe in like the friendship to lovers type pipeline. Like I think that that's beautiful. I think it takes the basis of a friendship and to really understand someone um, for a relationship to work. And you know what? That takes time, right? That takes time. And love bombing is the opposite of that. It's the contrary of time to where it's someone rushing you. It's someone bombarding you with all of this love. And some of us who are vulnerable, some of us who are coming out of relationships, some of us who, you know, are new to dating, some of us who are just, you know, vulnerable in those areas are victim to that and fall for that. And as someone who's, who is, who, not at this point, but who was at one point in time, super vulnerable and didn't feel confident and didn't feel, you know, and so getting this attention of like this athlete and this guy who I thought was really attractive, like I fell victim to that. And so I think that it's super important. Um, and I'll leave you with this just to stay conscious, to remember that slow and steady wins the race and things die out um, as fast as they're born. Take your time um, and stay conscious. Um, I'm going to leave some resources about love bombing and how to stay, um, you know, how to stay woke to those things and how to prevent those things before they happen. But this is an awesome first episode and I hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed. I I'm so passionate about this and I have so many different topics. We are going to be talking about dating. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk, um, we're going to talk with men. We're going to talk with some of my girlfriends. We are going to have the greatest in-depth conversations. Um, and if anyone has anything that they'd like to, um, to speak about in particular or would like me to discuss with friends or with male friends, um, in particular, let me know and we'll do it. This is going to be a space for learning. It's going to be a space for vulnerability. It's going to be a space where we could all have open dialogue. And I'm really, really happy with this. So thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of um, the Tell All Be All podcast, Love Bobbing. Thank you.